This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio. And thank you for joining me on this fine and... Kind of rainy Saturday afternoon, at least in Pittsburgh. I hope you're all having a great uh, Saturday out there or Sunday, whenever you happen to be listening to this uh, podcast. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not bulletproof. I thought I was on this as a uh, solo solo podcaster because I had yet to experience defeat by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I never had to talk about that on on uh, any of my brunch episodes. So this is the first. So, uh, and as always, I have a few topics I wanted to discuss. And before I do that, I wanted to encourage you, as always, to please check out our YouTube channel where we bring you shows like this one, The Steelers Hangover, which comes to you with me and Brian Anthony Davis the day after each Steelers game. There is Know Your Enemy with Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck. There's Steelers Preview with Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. Let's see, what am I missing? The Scobro Show with Dave Schofield and his brother Rich. Uh, and that's your that's among many on the YouTube platform, the YouTube channel. And there's also our audio platform you could where you can check out all of our podcasts. And we have some audio only podcasts on the audio platform, and that is and those are those include the retro show, uh, Touchdown Under, the live mic with Michael Beck. Uh, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, Stat Geek with Dave Schofield. So please check all those out. And also, one more thing, please check out the Behind the Steel Curtain website where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. Anytime there's an injury update, anytime there's any kind of transaction, anytime a player goes on to or comes off the COVID list, 
we'll have that for you. So please check that out. As we like to say, it's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. And welcome to everybody in the live chat. There's my man, Ryan O'Toole, Steelers, Steelers Pittsburgh, Jared Devil, David Briggs, Boobash. Thank you all for joining me. I can't wait to have a great show with you guys today. So that brings in my first topic, and that is the Steelers' first loss last Monday evening, I guess, afternoon, evening. It started at 5 o'clock Eastern time against the Washington football team. There will not be a, an undefeated season. There will not be a, a 19-0 season. The Steelers aren't going to catch the Dolphins for NFL supremacy as far as being the only the second team in the modern era to, to win a Super Bowl with an undefeated record. The 72 Dolphins once again got to break out their champagne following the 23-17 uh, to 17 loss to Washington. But that really is not that big of a deal. I mean, if you, if you noticed, not too many people were, were uh, talking much about the undefeated season. I mean, it, it was getting some play. And it was starting to build momentum, but people were <laughs> talking more about uh, the Steelers' deficiencies in the in the final weeks for their winning streak than anything else. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't really that worried about the about the loss itself. You know, I, I kind of ex- figured at some point the law of averages would, would catch up to them, and and you know, with all the COVID stuff happening and their schedule being being uh, sort of with, with them being yanked around because of their because of the COVID thing with the, with the uh, with the, the Ravens most recently and having having to play on Wednesday when they were supposed to play on the previous Thursday and then playing on Monday when they were supposed to play on Sunday afternoon, you know, you, you can kind of see, and, and again, with all the, you know, with, with players like James Conner and, and Stefan Tuitt in the, at least in the Ravens game and, 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 and uh, Marquise Pouncey, the last two games for those, you know, players like that going on a COVID list. And then you had the injury factor with Dupree and uh, you know, Steven Nelson missed, missed uh, last week's game. So, I mean, you know, the Steelers were, were, were reeling a bit. So the fact they lost wasn't a problem. Just the fact how they lost really, you know, was kind of disappointing. And, and if I, if I miss some, some people, Ezra, my man, Terry, uh, T money, uh, Tom Vallejo, Alex Royos. So uh, welcome to all those guys in the live chat, but the way they lost it to me was kind of disappointing because it, it was a another game where yeah they, they struggled a bit in the first half to, to get a, to get going offensively you know they've been in a funk in that regard for a while I think um, but it, it, nevertheless they had a fourteen to three lead early in the second half you know people were people like to give a lot of uh, credit for, for for Washington anyway to the things that happened at the end of the first half with the Shenanigans with the with the uh, field goal. Alex Smith, after getting sacked by Stefan Tuitt, he, he ran off the field with the football. The officials, yeah, Washington was out out of timeouts. The officials stopped the clock to get to get a new ball in when they should have they should have uh, kept the, the clock rolling. So people point to that as maybe a turning point, but I, I don't really put much uh, credence into that. I think you're st- you're still up fourteen to three, and early in that you know. Washington had the opening kickoff in the second half and, and, and you have them backed up. It's third and 14 and you let them get a first down on a, on a wide receiver screen. I think it was the cam Sims. And for my money, that was the, that was the, uh, the turning point in the game. And I, I think, uh, 
after that, you know, Washington went down. They scored. They scored a touchdown to make a 14-10. Washington actually a play before they scored on, on Peyton Bar- Barber's one yard touchdown. They had a fourth and one, and uh, they kind of you could tell the Steelers kind of diagnosed the play. Alex Smith was was forced to throw it away, but there was a holding uh, call penalty on on TJ Watt, and it was a holding penalty. I was talking to some people on Twitter throughout the week, and they said it was a, 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 a horse bleep call, but you know, it wasn't like like Watt was engaged with the running back. I forget who the running back was in that play. Um, it wasn't like he was engaged with him on in, in a block, and then and then the the running back went into a, a, a he went out to catch a pass. He was he was engaged with somebody else, trying to get to the quarterback, and then and he could see the running back uh, going out into a pass pattern. And he reached out and grabbed him, so it was definitely a penalty. You know, so that was uh, you know a, a big part of the game. And uh, you know, fourteen ten at that point, Steelers are still you're still feeling good about about things because obviously they, they haven't they hadn't lost up to that point over the first uh, eleven plus games. But uh, when it was seventeen ten, uh, later in the game in the fourth quarter, TJ Watt forced a fumble, and instead of just falling on it, he tried to scoop and score, which would have obviously probably put the game away. And you know, I can't I can't necessarily fault him for that. But that was a, another key part in that game. You know, if they if they if he falls on, on the fumble there, Pittsburgh has the ball deep in Washington territory. Maybe they they kick another field goal. Maybe they score a touchdown. Who knows? But I think those were some key moments. And of course, the uh, another key moment was was earlier in the game in the first half when, when they had they had five shots from the one and they couldn't they couldn't get it in. Um, if you look at that last play on fourth and one, when Benny Snell tried to dive over over the top, Eric Eric Ebron just whiffed on a block, or didn't even. I'm not even sure if he knew he was supposed to block the edge on that play, and 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 the, and the guy he was supposed to block came in and, and sort of stopped Snell's momentum before he had a chance to even dive over the goal line. So that was one key moment. And then later in the game, when it was 17-17, about five minutes to go. Uh, Steelers had a chance to maybe kick a 45-yard field goal. Matthew Wright was their kicker last week because Chris Boswell had a hip injury. But instead of uh, doing that, they Mike Tomlin decided to go for it. And a instead of running, and I don't really blame them for for not running on that play because they haven't proven they can get a yard on, on a run anytime uh, in the recent past. A uh, they sent McFarland, Anthony McFarland, the rookie running back, out on a wheel. Uh, uh, pattern and he was open, but it wasn't a uh, wasn't a, the greatest throw by Ben. It wasn't a a great recovery by McFarland, and it went incomplete. And I've had some time to think about that. And if I'm Tomlin at that point, and I realize right now now that I've heard what some eyewitnesses have have how, how they describe right and you know in at practice and in training camp when he's been with the Steelers over the past, I guess I guess he's a rookie that he, he had a hard time uh, connecting from even 40, 45 yards away. I get that, but he made a couple extra points and he made a 37-yarder. So maybe he was feeling pretty good about himself by that point. And in my opinion, if you have a chance to take a, a lead late in the game, and I think there was like like four and a half minutes left, even if it's a slim lead, a three-point lead, I think and you do that. Anytime you have a chance to take a, a lead late or tie a game late, you do it and – and I think they should have. Obviously, it's easier said than not. it's easier for me to say now because it didn't work. But I think they should have tried to go for the field goal. So that's that game. And 
that's the first thing I wanted to touch on. Steelers lost their first game of the year. Big deal, right? And it really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. You know, you're you're 11 and 0. You lose your first game. So what? It ha- it happens. Again, only one team has gone undefeated uh, in the history of or in the Super Bowl era, and yet there's always a Super Bowl winner at the end of the year. So it's not the end of the world. Having said that, I think it's 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 time to admit that Pittsburgh is in a bit of a rut, in a funk, a slump, whatever you want to call it. They're 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 in it, and you could see it coming over the previous few weeks before leading up to Monday's game, particularly on offense. I think it's that's the defense has been playing fairly well despite the uh, the injuries and everything, but the the offense has been it's been exposed a bit. You know, Washington said so. The Washington players Chase Young and uh Montez Sweat who uh who tipped the pass that was intercepted by John Bostick that led to Washington's game winning or I'm sorry they were they were already up by 3 at that point but uh, right when, when when Pittsburgh when it looked like maybe they would have a chance to to pull things out at the end in, in, in the final 2 minutes Roethlisberger's first pass was tipped and intercepted by by John Bostick the former Steeler and after that play they were they were coming off the field screaming we 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 knew it we knew it we knew it you know and they were i think they they were saying some things afterwards to to the press that they kind of knew what the steelers were going to do and the ravens and some other teams had helped them out as far as uh, watching film being able to see how they defended pittsburgh in previous games so the question is what do you what do you do about the offense because it, it's clear that the offense is struggling it's clear it's clear that the efficiency that was there early on at least over the first seven or eight, nine, nine games has, has kind of deteriorated over the last three or four. And, and, you know, you can blame any number of people, obviously Randy Fickner, the offensive coordinator is, is a, is a t- top of the list for many. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of, you know, I kind of make fun of people for, for that because I've been, you know, ever since social media has been a thing and that's like the late OOs, they've had three offensive coordinators and, you know, Bruce, Bruce Arians, Todd Haley, and now Fickner. And, and it's just funny because the people say the same things about each one of these guys. So I, I laugh about that. You know, too many bubble screens, too predictable. They can't get a, a yard on, 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 on third and one or fourth and one, you know, no creativity. But, and I laugh at that because, you know, when, when you know, like now people are saying, oh, Todd Haley wasn't so bad. And I think people were kind of saying that about Bruce Arians after Haley left. Or I'm sorry, after Haley was hired. Um, but there's no question, you know, as much as I want to make fun of people for that, there's no question there's there's a problem with the offense. And Fickner's the coordinator, and he deserves a, a lion's share of the blame, as does Ben Roethlisberger. You know, um, a lot of people say he's the offensive coordinator. And, you know, it's, it's, probably, it's probably really how it goes for most teams with a quarterback like him, that, a quarterback of that stature. But it really doesn't matter because, you know, they're not going to fire anybody. You know, I, I heard somebody somebody used the example of the 08 Ravens and how they, they fired their coordinator late in the year and how that seemed to improve the offense. Okay, yeah, they did that, but picture the Steelers doing that. Can you picture them doing it? No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to fire their coordinator late in the year. So between Roethlisberger, Fickner, obviously Tomlin, Matt Canada, who seemed to – have more influence on the offense earlier in the year than he does now. I mean, what happened to all the, um, the jet sweeps that were seen and all the motion that seemed to be a signature of this offense 
early in the year. Where, where has that gone? And, you know, I mentioned in some recent shows that it looked like that the opposing defenses had started to pick, uh, started to diagnose that play and stop it. Okay, fine. But it doesn't mean you can't run different plays out of that same formation. So why has that gone away? You know, why, why have, why has all the motion gone away? Why is, you know, so how do you, how do you solve this problem? You know, I was pretty adamant recently that, you know, the short passing game was the way to go because it had, it had been working, but guess what? I'm, I'm changing my mind a little bit because it's not working anymore. You know, doing this for so many years, uh, people like to remind you of opinions you had six months ago as if you can't change them. Well, now I'm changing now. It's, it's time to do something different. Doesn't, doesn't mean you totally abandon the, abandon the, uh, the short passing game, but you obviously have to have to find a way to, to counter what these teams are doing to the, to the offense now. Cause you know, that's what sports are all about. They're all, they're all about reacting and adjusting to what, to what other teams are doing to you. It's like the it's like the movie uh, Pedro a uh, major league Pedro Serrano could, everybody knew he couldn't hit a cur- curveball right that was a running theme throughout the whole movie he could not hit a curveball and they kept throwing him curveballs until he proved at the end of the movie in the biggest game of the year they could hit it and he hit one for a home run so teams know that the Steelers like to uh, run the short passing game they know they're not they haven't been effective in the running game for the longest time uh, so how do you counter that do you, do you open things up do you take more risks with Ben moving him around in the pocket. Uh, he, he seemed to do a really good job last week uh, when, when he got on the move. He seemed to be, you know, Daryl Johnston mentioned several times throughout the broadcast, it, it looked like vintage Ben when he would move around and make plays. You saw the, uh, I think it was like a 30-yard or 25-yard uh, pass uh, in the first half to, to um, chase Claypool down to the five. He, he rode out of the pocket and moved up in the pocket and, and completed that pass. That was kind of like vintage Ben. So what do you do? Do you, ha- you have to find a way to work through this uh, over the last month or so of the season before you head into the playoffs, you know, cause they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs unless if they don't, it's going to be a, the greatest meltdown of all time. The NFL.com NFL network will have to make a whole new show about greatest meltdowns of all time, just to include the uh, 2020 Steelers if they don't make the playoffs. So they're going to make the playoffs. The question is, how are they going to be running once they get in as an offense and as a team in general, once they make the playoffs? So uh, these are things that they have to figure out between uh, over the the final quarter of the season. So that's pretty much all I'd say about, about the offense for now. And that brings me to the close of the first half of, of part one of this episode of Steelers Punch with Tony. If you're watching on YouTube, please stay with me. If you're listening on, on an audio platform, please download part two of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.